A Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello, I'm Auntie Cecily, and I'm so glad you've come back to join us in our worship time. And Auntie Nat, it's great to see you here as always. <laughs> oh, thanks, Auntie Cecily. I'm so glad I'm here too, and I wouldn't miss it. And hello, kids. How's your week been? Good. Auntie Nat, my brother Elijah was baptised last Sabbath. Oh, Caleb, that must have been a wonderful blessing for your family this past week. You know, boys and girls, Elijah used to be on the day with the king, so it's wonderful that he's taken a step in baptism. Thank you, Caleb, for sharing that with us. Now, Auntie Nat, I know you want to send a big hello to some people who are watching our program each week. Yes, we've been told that there are people watching us in India, and I want to say a big hello to you all. Hello. Hello. If you are watching us from India, drop us an email and let us know. We would love to hear from you. Our email address is now on the screen. And Cecily, have you been to India? Only an airport stopover mm. in Delhi, but India is a fascinating country. And talking about places to visit, have you checked out Teddy on our website? He's such an active bunny and yet he sits so quietly here on the sofa that you wouldn't even hardly know he was here. Hello, Teddy. You're such a good bunny. <laughs> Auntie Nat, could you please say a prayer for us before we commence our worship? Yes, I'd love to. Dearest Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for being with us. We thank you for our safekeeping this last week. We thank you, Lord, that we're here together to worship you. We thank you for the Sabbath, and we just ask a special blessing on the children at home. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Auntie Nat. Do you know, I'm so glad that the Sabbath has arrived and that we can pause and spend time with our Lord. Let's have a look at our blessing box. See what kind of a blessing we can be to someone else this Sabbath. Bethany, can you open the box and read us a blessing that we can share with someone else today? Yes. Make a card and give it to your Sabbath school teacher to tell them how much you appreciate them. Oh, I'm sure they'd be very blessed by being told that you appreciate them. What do you think, Auntie Nat? Oh, I think we don't do enough in stopping and thanking God for placing such valuable people in our lives to help us on our journey. I think making a card to show how much we appreciate them is a wonderful idea. Now, Auntie Cecily, you have something to share with us as well. You know, we spoke last Sabbath about the wonderful bodies that Jesus will give us when he returns. But to remind us how much he loves us, Jesus will retain for eternity the scars that he received when dying on the cross. We serve an amazing God. And later in our Bible study, we'll discover what happened to David when he was running away from Saul. At times, David was in fear of his life. Do you know in heaven there'll be no more fear or sadness? There'll also be no more jealousy or violence and heaven will be a perfect place without sin. It's hard for us to imagine, isn't it? Yeah. You know, no one will be hurt anymore. No one will hurt anyone else anymore. Revelation 21.4 says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there'll be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying, 
and there'll be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Isn't that wonderful? Mm. Do you know the animals will not hurt one another either? Listen to Isaiah 65 verse 25. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox and the dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. It's going to be a very safe place to live. Imagine playing with animals all day and having no fear of being hurt. I'm putting my order in for a pet lion. <laughs> Heaven's going to be a wonderful place to be, isn't it? So let's believe and trust in God's promises. Wow. Thanks, Aunty Cecily, for sharing that with us. It sounds like heaven's going to be a wonderful place. I'm especially looking forward to spending time and eternity with Jesus. Oh, look who's just arrived. Pastor Rick, you are such a blessing to us. Thank you for joining us in our worship time. I'm so glad to be here at worship time, particularly the Sabbath, because that is just a wonderful time. And I have a song called We Gather to Meet with the King. Can we sing it together, please? Yes. Okay. Pastor Rick, can we please sing Jesus is Coming? We certainly can. Jesus is coming again. Let's give this a go. Marvelous message we bring, glorious carols we sing, wonderful word of the King, Jesus is coming Can we please sing God is so good? Mm, is God good? Yes. We can sing that then. Ready? God is so good. God is so good. God
Thanks, Pastor Rick. We really enjoy your company and your music. And we never get tired of Dr. John's stories, do we? He knows so many stories. Let's go and see if he has another one for us. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John and welcome to Storytime. And to all the other boys and girls, we're really glad that you can be with us. You know, a lot of mission stories are about the Pacific Islands and lots of far places away, but we have a mission field here in Australia where the cleverest people you would ever imagine live, and they're the Aboriginals. And I have visited our Aboriginal schools, and I love going back because they are so smart. I learned a lesson from them one day. I had my phone, which was a GPS, and I went out in the bush, and I found a tree stump and I put a $2 coin on the tree stump and I marked it on the GPS and I went back to the school at Carolundi. And I got all the boys and the girls and I said, out there in the bush is a $2 coin and this is how you find it with the GPS if you follow the little dotted lines. And the boys grabbed it and they said, shove off girls, this is boys stuff. We're going to find the money and they wouldn't let them and off they went and the boys were all arguing amongst themselves and the girls went off and found the money and I said how did you find the money without a GPS? So we just followed your tracks. They are so good at following tracks and this story is about Daisy and her two friends who lived way up in a settlement called Jigalong past Carolundi, way over in West Australia, way out in the desert. And one day, policemen came and grabbed the three girls and they said, you are not being looked after. You will go with us and you will go down to a settlement hundreds and hundreds of kilometres away, 600 kilometres away, and there you will live and we will look after you and you will grow up and you'll never see your family again because they're not very good. And these three poor girls, who are only between eight and 14 years of age, were put in a dormitory, but they didn't stay long. They were smart, Aboriginal girls. And when no one was looking, they sneaked out and they ran and they ran and they ran. And there were people looking for them, chasing them, but they were smarter and they walked until they got to a fence. And they knew they had found the rabbit-proof fence. You see, they had built this long fence with chicken wire over a thousand kilometers long to stop the rabbits getting into West Australia. And they knew that if they followed that fence for long enough, they would get back to Jigalong. And away they went, you know, here is what Daisy might have looked like. Quite a pretty little girl. And those Aborigines, you know, they had weapons. Sometimes they would be beaten with a big stick called a nulla nulla. And over here we have a woomera. We're throwing spears. You put the spear in there and throw it. And we've got a spear. And I've got something that I can't let you touch because it was only for men. And this is called a bull roarer. And these all come from near Jigalong. They were given to my uncle and grandfather many years ago. 
And when the girl hears a bull roar, they're supposed to run away. And you know, they tie a string and they whir it around their head and it makes a roaring noise. But those girls, they walked for days and weeks and they were so determined that they were going to get home and nobody would stop them. And finally, they got home. And they actually made a film about them and it is called The Rabbit Proof Fence. And this is what the girls looked like as they got older. They weren't quite so pretty because they lived out in the sun. They were very poor. And one of them is still alive. Her name is Daisy. And she wrote her life story in 23 words. That was all she could do. And she attended our school and her children at Waluna, which is near Carolundi. I come from Jigalong. They took me away, but I walked all around country back to where I was born. I came back. That is a very moving story. She went home. And we are captured by the devil and we are going home. And Jesus is waiting for us. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can read along with us. Aunty Cecily, would you like to say a prayer for us, please? Yes, I'd love to. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege of having free access to our Bibles where we can learn about you. We just pray that you'd help us to understand the things we read and give us a heart to follow you, we pray. And please bless all the boys and girls at home joining us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Now, Bethany, we studied about Samuel last week and how he anointed someone to be the next king. Can you remember who that was? David. Yes, it was David. And you know what? Today we're going to find out what happens to David because he gets up to some adventures. OK, Anna, can you please read first Samuel 19, 1 to 2? Now Saul spoke to to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted greatly in David. So Jonathan told David, saying, My father Saul seeks to kill you. Therefore, please be on your guard until morning and stay in a secret place and hide. So Saul is jealous of David and his popularity with the people, that he wants him dead. But Jonathan warns David to hide until he can talk to his father. So Jonathan points out to his father that David has done no wrong and does not deserve to die. Saul listens to his son, Jonathan, and David is able to come back and Saul promises not to kill him. Okay, but something happens. You know what? David went out to war again and he gained a great victory over the Philistines. Jealousy brews in Saul's heart again. And for the second time, Saul tries to spear David to the wall, tries to pin him to the wall with his spear. Let's see where David runs to. Caleb, can you read 1 Samuel 19, 18? So David fled and escaped and went to Samuel at Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and stayed in Naoth. Thanks, Caleb. So David finds relief from persecution from Saul with Samuel. Here David spent quiet communion with the prophet. Okay, let's see what happens next. JJ, can you read 1 Samuel 21, 1 to 3? Yeah. Now, now David 
came to Nob to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech was afraid when he met David and said to him, Why are you alone and no one is with you? So David said to Ahimelech the priest, the priest, the king has ordered me on some business and said to him and said to me, do not let anyone know anything about the business on which I send you or I ha what I have commanded you. And I have directed my young men to such a, to such and such a place. Now, therefore, what have you on hand? Give me five loaves of bread in my hand or whatever can be found. Thanks, JJ. So did the king send him? No, he didn't send him. Do you know what? David's faith is faltering. The high priest tells David the only bread available is the holy bread or the show bread inside the tabernacle, which the priest gives him. Do you know what? If David had been honest with the high priest, the priest would have known what to do and a, perhaps a different course would have been pursued. Aunt Cecily, can you read 1 Samuel 21, 7? Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord, and his name was Doag, an Edomite, the chief of the herdsmen who belonged to Saul. Okay, just tuck that little bit of information away and we'll talk about that soon. Anna, can you please read 1 Samuel 21, 8 to 9. And David said to Ahimelech, Is there not here on hand a spear or a sword? For I have brought, brought neither my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. So the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah, where it is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod, if you will take that, take it, for there is no other except that one there, here. And David said, There is none like it, give it to me. So David takes Goliath's sword and flees. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings. And Matthew, you're going to read that and see what that shines on what we've just been reading. As child came upon him, his faith was shaken and human weakness appeared. He saw in every man a spite and a betrayal. Mm. But as he had been hunted and persecuted, perplexity and distress had nearly hidden his heavenly father from his sight. Yet this experience was serving to teach David wisdom, for it led him to realise his weakness and the necessity of constant dependence upon God. Mm, thanks, Matthew. Do you know, we can learn so much from David's mistakes by learning to trust God no matter how much the world is against us. Meanwhile, Saul is complaining to his servants that everyone's against him, including his son, Jonathan. Now, remember that we read about a, na a man named Doeg back in 1 Samuel 21, 7. Caleb, let's continue to read and see what happens. 1 Samuel 22, 9 to 10. Then answered Doeg the Edomite, who was set over the servants of Saul and said, I saw the son of Jesse going to Nob to... Ahimelech, the son of Ahitab, and he inquired of the Lord for him, gave him provisions and gave him the sword of Goliath, the Philistine. So Doeg, who because of his ambition and cruelty, told Saul of the incident of the high priest helping David with food and giving him Goliath's sword. Saul was enraged. JJ, 
Let's read 1 Samuel 22, 17 to 18. Then the king said to the guards who stood up, stood about him, Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because their hand also is with David, and because they knew when he fled and did not tell it to me. But the servants of the king would not lift their hands to strike the priests of the Lord. And the king said to Doeg, Doeg, you, t you turn and kill the priests. So Doeg the Edomite turned and struck the priests and killed on that day 85 men who wore a linen ephod. Mm, a linen ephod, yes. Thank you, JJ. It's interesting that even Saul's own servants wouldn't do this terrible act. All of Israel was horrified that a king they insisted on having because they wanted to be like other nations would do such a thing. Okay, Aunt Cecily, 1 Samuel 23, 14 and 16 to 18. Can you read that, please? And David stayed in strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountains in the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hand. Then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul my father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. So the two of them made a covenant before the Lord and David stayed in the woods and Jonathan went to his own house. Mm. So Jonathan came and encouraged David and they spent time together communing as good friends. Anna, can you please read 1 Samuel 24, 2-4. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfolds by the road where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men, said, men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. So David had an opportunity to kill Saul and is encouraged by his men to do so. But all David did was cut off a little corner of his robe. Do you know, even though David had been greatly persecuted by Saul, he was anointed by God to be king. David decided that he was not going to be the one to take his life. David comes out of the cave after Saul leaves and speaks to him. Bethany, can you read 1 Samuel 24, 16 to 17 and 20? So it was when David had finished speaking these words to Saul that Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. Then he said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have rewarded me with good, whereas I have rewarded you with evil. And now I know indeed that you shall surely be king, and that the, king, and, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. So Saul was humbled by this act and realises and admits that God has indeed anointed him as the next king. Kate, can you please read 1 Samuel 25, 1. Then Samuel died and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him and buried him at his home in Ramah. 
And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Thanks, Kate. So it wasn't until Samuel died did the Israelites realize their folly in wanting a king to rule them instead of Samuel. It was Samuel who had taught them to love and obey God. Saul was now ruling with madness and strife and confusion. Saul had become selfish and was only looking out for himself, not the well-being of his nation and their relationship with God. Samuel was a great loss to Israel. Let's read our memory verse together in Micah 6, 8. Are we ready? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Do you think that sums up Samuel's life? Yes. Yes, I think it does. And we can claim this for our life as well. So we can be a blessing to others. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth than what we study today. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls. Like Auntie Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh yes, while you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He has posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Nick and Sarah. Yes, boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to be studying next week? Yes, next week you have to come back because everything is about crowns. And it's going to be really exciting. Aunt Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse? Yes. Let's read this together, boys and girls. Micah 6, 8. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? Auntie Nat, another worship time's almost over. I can't believe it's gone by so quickly. Amber, what did you learn in our worship today? That the animals will not hurt us in heaven. Oh, yes. Heaven will be a very safe place. And Jesus, our forever friend, will be with us always. Is it time for our blessing song, Auntie Cecily? It certainly is, Kate. You ready, boys and girls? Let's turn around and sing to our friends at home.
to heaven so I can see God's wonderful nature. I'm looking forward to going to heaven because we are able to live forever. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.